during my time at this internship so far, we've been thinking about different ways that we could attract the younger generation to the Edgewater Historical Museum and their different programs, their exhibitions. Can you speak a little bit about your experience at the museum, its relevance, and some of your favorite things about it? Yes. Um, can I give you the background of the formation of the museum? It was formed in the library in January 1988. Mm -hmm. um, a bunch of us who had been involved with all the stuff going on at Edgewater uh, thought, gee, we need to have a, a, a historical society. Literally, did we know we'd have a museum later. Um, so we formed that. Uh, it started from a project of the Edgewater Community Council on oral histories mm -hmm. at the 100th anniversary of Edgewater, which was in the, would have been in the 1980s, mid-1980s. And we eventually got formed in 1988. And uh, we were under the rubric of, of the ECC, and eventually we got our own corporate charter. And uh, we ended up getting an old firehouse for $3,000, thanks to Alderman Pat O'Connor and the 40th Ward at the time. Uh, and we raised money to fix it up. It took several hundred thousand dollars, but eventually got it going, and so now we have a museum. Well, among the things that we wanted to do, because we had teachers on our board, things that, you know, how do we, you know, we wanted to gear stuff towards kids and adults and whatever. And it's still been a real challenge for us uh, to get school kids. So we, we would do things like offer to, to take classes to the schools. We offered things like um, to get... Uh, we would subsidize buses for the field trips. Guess what? They don't do field trips anymore. They don't do field trips. It's awful. I mean, when I was a kid in school, you know, oh, you always look forward to field trips. And it's, they don't do field trips anymore. And local history is only taught as a little segment of the curriculum in third grade, sixth grade, and I think sophomore year of high school. It's all very segmented. So you have a lot of these teachers that they're, they're, they're tied down to this really rigid curriculum in the Chicago Public Schools. And so the opportunity for us to go out and talk, I mean, I, I just talked to third graders at Swift, and I loved it. And the kids loved it. We bring pictures of old, you know, old pictures of the, of the Kenmore and stuff, of the pictures of what the lake looked like. Things like, kids love that. Or to get the kids talking about uh, immigration, because this is a, one aspect of Edgewater is we're about 30, I don't know what the new census is going to say, the last census we were like around one-third foreign born. Yeah. It's very high. And Swift, our, I live around the corner, that census tract at the last census was 50% foreign born. Not just the kids born here, but the parents born in another country. And so, um, I go talk about that because we've done uh, exhibits about immigrants and refugees in Edgewater. We've done exhibits about the uh, LGBT community. We've, done, we've tried to be relevant to the needs of the community in terms of, you know, talk about volunteers and, and political activism. And so it's not just about some old wedding dress from 1852, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. So we've always tried to be relevant. You know, for example, now we have. Um, an exhibit on the um, 
Chicago conspiracy trial of 1970, and it's like when all the activists were at the Democratic Convention yeah. and so on. And, and we've got a thing on the rise, the history of rising lake levels, and, and thing, well, the old favorite everybody has, young and old, is the Edgewater Beach Hotel. So we have an exhibit on that. But we only have so much space, and we've had, we've done things like trying to have uh, these little quizzes if kids can go around and say, can you find this, find that. But we don't attract a lot of kids. Um, we just recently participated in a national survey uh, several thousand other museums, and among the questions had to do with who you appeal to. Well, our audience, we don't do so good with kids and family. We don't have activities for kids and family because it requires, you, you go to like the Museum of Science and Industry or the Field Museum. I mean, they've got great stuff for kids and family. I mean, that's, that's what they focus on. But we don't have the resources to do that. You know, we're all volunteering. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that's a limitation. Um, so. Our, our audience tends to be older, mm -hmm. uh, very highly educated, um, and higher income in education, higher income education. And uh, the other thing that we don't really do enough of is uh, have, we haven't totally succeeded at is, is recruiting minorities. Um, because Edgewater still is a very white community, although it's been integrated. I mean, it's you know, uh, it, it was more less white a few years ago. It's getting more white again. Yeah, as gentrification keeps yeah. going. and and uh, we're, we're victims of our own success because people come. Why do you come to Edgewater? I'm on this task force for the Chamber of Commerce. So look at that. Why do people come? What kind of what kind of shopping should we offer people? What do they want? And everybody says, I come to Edgewater because all the historic old buildings. I love the diversity. Mm -hmm. And so what do they do? They come in and they gentrify the neighborhood. Yeah. Because they want diversity. Hello. You know, they, they love the old buildings. They tear stuff down. Mm -hmm. You know, things like that. One of the things we do do a lot of is preservation uh, and trying to save buildings. Yeah. Uh, landmarks, trying to get landmark stuff. So that is something that's, it's, it, it, Edgewater has. It's really interesting. Uh, built housing stock by well-known architects. So right now we're looking at how do we get younger people. So we're, we're, we're we just started an Instagram. Uh -huh. uh, we have Facebook page. We do things like we have music in the summer. We have music on um, uh, Wednesday nights, July and August. Um, come on by. We're we're pet friendly. Um, we have beautiful beautiful garden in the mm -hmm. back of the of, of museum. Um, we do a lot of programs, but we're doing a lot more programs of interest. Um, you might want to take a look at the website and some of our past programs mm -hmm. and the titles and stuff. We have a book club, which is, uh, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting group, but I wish we could appeal to a, a wider audience because uh, we do a lot of interesting stuff on Chicago history. Yeah. And, um, and so, it, it, again, it's, but it's like, we got to find that, you know, what is that little niche? Because oh, we're getting old. You know, I was, I'm 74, you know? And, and, and I'm looking to retire as president. So, and we have, you know, a bunch of the original founders are still on the board. I mean, we're still active. We have a very, very active board. But, um, you know, we're, we're going to get tired at some point, you know? Um, 
I'm, I'm a believer that we need to spread out and, and interconnect with other organizations because yeah. I think that's the lifeline in Edgewater is connect, interconnection of, you know, whether we got a fellow coming on the board who's from the Chamber of Commerce. We got, um, I want to get somebody from the environmental group on our board. So, because a lot of times we will coalesce around similar issues. There was a, uh, Loyola was tearing down some buildings. And we got, this is really interesting, we got a coalition of the environmentalists who want sustainability, we don't tear buildings down because the greenest buildings are those that are already there. Yeah. Um, the clergy, the affordable housing people, and us, because they were tearing down one of these um, buildings that was really kind of working class folks and they were going to, it was going to be an upscale, turn into an upscale uh, dormitory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dorothy Nygren had told Oh, yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we sat down with Dorothy Nygren at the museum itself. Oh, okay. And uh, she told us a little bit about this incident with Loyola University. Yes. And discussed, like, how sustainability in Edgewater is something that members of the community, volunteers, have really been pushing forward for. Yeah, yeah. And, like, supporting landmarking buildings and ensuring right, right. they're protected and you know yeah. trying to be more green <coughs> in terms yeah, of yeah that's a big big part of our portfolio right now is yeah. because the stuff is being so endangered mm -hmm. and uh you know some of us take for granted oh you want to save a nice old building you know the architect <laughs> was so so you know a protege of frank Lloyd right i don't care we're going to tear it down you know yeah i can't put it, it, it's appalling to me that somebody would come in lakewood bill morrow buy a million-dollar home, buy the million-dollar home next door, tear it down because they want a bigger garden. Yeah, it's, it's I, crazy. It's, I, I just can't believe it. I just can't believe it. 